All right, guys, got another question for you for a roadside chat. Uh, this one is a long fact pattern, but I think it's worth it, right? This one is, the question is, is determining if a bicycle is stolen based on an alleged victim's accusation. So this uh, question comes from an officer in California, and um, he did a very, very good job giving me, you know, a lot of background for this case. And the, the essence of this case is, you know, is there a probable cause and is there a fourth amendment issue and basically taking an alleged victim's word at face value that somebody has their bike and it's stolen, right? With, with not much more. And I think that's a great scenario. So let's, let me read the fact pattern and let me uh, address a few issues. Okay. So a little long, but again, that's why we're here to see what you would do. All right. So this is what he said, a resident of a neighboring city, came to RPD to report that a bicycle was stolen from her home about three days ago. The theft had not been reported to her local PD prior to coming to RPD. Very common, right? But she did post the theft on a social media app called Nextdoor. The bicycle was an older uh, beach cruiser style bicycle uh, with a child seat attached to the back. The resident did not have any proof of ownership, such as a, a purchase receipt, or a serial number of the stolen bike. Now, at this point, one question I do have the officer, for the officer, and I don't know the answer is, is does the, did the resident also have pictures of her, you know, with the, with the bike, with her kid, you know, on the bike? You know, that would kind of help uh, circumstantially that the, that the bike belonged to her. Um, I'm thinking that she did. I'm going to assume that she did because it's going to be pretty hard to ask people to look for a stolen bike with just some words, you're going to probably want a picture. So let's assume that the, that the victim here has a picture that that's all she has though, is a picture of her riding the bike or, you know, next to the house and so forth. A few days after the victim posted the theft on the app, another user on the app posted a picture showing that a male, a, a black male was riding the bicycle uh, and, and that the bike matched the description that the victim said was stolen. Right? So uh, again, I'm, I'm assuming there's a picture here. If, if no picture, it's less circumstantial evidence that she owns the bike. According to the person who posted the picture, the male was last seen riding the bike in our city, in, in, in the cop city, behind the shopping center with a transient encampment nearby. Now, the encampment is along the 405 freeway, and the victim requests that the officers check on this area and see if they can locate her bicycle. An officer checked the area and saw a bicycle matching the description, per, uh, matching the description perfectly. Right. So now I'm almost now I'm thinking that there is no picture. But anyway, um, it was tied to a tree inside the encampment next to one of the tents, about one foot or so from this particular tent. The officer contacted a white male, so did not see the other suspect riding the, the bicycle um, from the camp. The person agreed to talk to the police. And he denied knowing anything about the bicycle. After talking with the officer, the, uh, the person in the tent untied the bicycle and basically handed it over to the officer. Say, hey, look, I don't know anything about this. You know, it's, it's all yours, right? The officer booked it in as found property. Now, again, the person originally riding the bike was never located. And then we end up returning the bicycle to the victim. So the officer that did this concluded the, uh, that the, that the bicycle, you know, uh, was the same bike and that, uh, it was, it was a stolen bike. So basically the officer, I believe that he had probable cause for it. Now the questions by the officer is this number one, 
do we have a Fourth Amendment issue for seizing the bicycle with what we knew at the time? And number two, um, it has it generally what has to be established to determine property found is stolen and who is the lawful owner when a serial number is not available or uh, on file linking a person to it, the victim? How does a victim prove that this is their property? All right. Um, let me see one thing. Okay. They want to be, they want to kind of, uh, the officer is like, look, you know, is there some liability potentially about this, this person, the original person riding the bicycle saying, coming back to the penis, like, Hey, you guys took my bike. All right. Let's go with the first question. Is there a fourth minute issue about seizing a bike? The answer is yes, there would be if there was actually a seizure. Uh, quite frankly, I'm not sure there was a fourth amendment seizure here under the facts given to me, because it seems to me that after this person who claimed that he had nothing to do with his bike and, you know, it was right next to his tent. I, I, you know, I have to see the whole, I would have to see the, the encampment to see if it could reasonably be believed to be another person's bike. But let's assume that it seems clear that this bike is associated with that tent. Now that tent is this person's home and, you know, there's nobody else around to claim the, the bike being potentially being mislaid or left there and so forth. Um, since that is kind of his property, you know, his, he has an expectation of privacy in that tent under these circumstances. It seems to me that he actually gave the property to the police and that this property, um, you know, uh, was lawfully given over to the, to the cops. So I'm not even sure that the cops actually have a fourth amendment seizure under these facts, but, you know, even if they, even if this was a seizure, um, you know, do the cops have probable cause? Well, that's where I, and this, this is the, really the meat of the argument here. Uh, that's where it's, it's, it's thin at best. Let's assume that the person said, yes, this is my bike, or this is my friend's bike. And the cops said, well, look, you know, we believe that bike, that bike is stolen. We're going to take it. I think that's a problem, right? I think that's a problem under the facts of this case, because in order to determine ownership of property, when it's a he said, she said, typically it's circumstantial evidence, right? What evidence does the cop have to reasonably conclude, or at least a fair probability, that the property is stolen? Now, when, when you don't have, you know, original ownership documents and, and serial numbers, the pictures will certainly help because, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the alleged thief has some explaining to do when the victim comes forward with all these pictures, like, hey, look, this is a picture uh, two years ago with me in this bike, right? And they can say, well, I bought it from this person. And of course, that might dilute the argument. But the point is, is what circumstantial evidence do you have? Is the person who's riding this bike, does, for example, here, does the bike, is it seem compatible with the person driving it? Now, riding it, if, if, if the person riding it, it's a girl's bike and it's a male and it has a child seat and there's no child, um, that's, you know, or it doesn't fit, right? The, the bike is a, a kid's bike and the person riding is an adult. Look for stuff like that. Also look for, you know, recent spray paint that they are, you know, they're, they're changing the color of the bike and it, you can still smell the recent fumes, right? Of, the, of, a, of a rattle can paint job. Look for that the alleged um, thief is abnormally nervous. Why should a person be abnormally nervous when they, when they lawfully possess the, uh, the bicycle? Look for history of theft. Are they in paper? Are they on, under parole or probation supervision for some crime associated with uh, stolen property? Prior uh, convictions and arrests and so forth, 
right? Are they lying to you about anything? Why would somebody who's truthful and on the up and up lie to you about stuff about the bicycle and where they got it from and so forth? So the point is, is that you're going to have to look for circumstantial evidence. Now, if this is all we have, this, if this was my case, and we are dealing with the seizure issue, we are looking at taking the bike from a from a contestant ownership. I personally would not take the bike if it was contested. If the if the alleged thief under these facts is saying, no, this is my bike, I bought it, you know, it's legit. And there was no other those circumstantial evidence, right? The nervousness, the deception, the rattle campaign, rattle campaign job, the prior histories of theft and so forth. If none of those facts existed, I would basically tell the victim that, you know, you're going to have to go to civil court on this one. You're going to have to go to small claims court um, or hire an attorney, right, to, to sort this out because I don't have enough for criminal conduct. And that's what police are. Remember, when you're talking to these victims, say, look, I'm a criminal investigator. In order for me to take enforcement action, I have to have at least probable cause. And if I don't have probable cause, I cannot take enforcement action. It turns into a, it, it, it's, it could also be a civil issue at the same time, but your, your next remedy is civil. So, which answers, I think I answered the second question. So, you know, if we, if we have not effectively established ownership here, right, at least by a fair probability for probable cause purposes, you know, could there be some liability? And the answer is, you know, if the person comes back to the PD, then, um, you know, and claims that it's their bike and the, you know, the person sues civilly um, and there is no probable cause, then, of course, the PD owes this person a bicycle with a child seat. Now, some of you guys are probably thinking, like, you know, hey, cops are usually right in these situations. There's a lot of intuition going on in Sixth Sense. And I certainly agree with that. Um, you know, so maybe this guy never shows up and like, because he, you know, let's say he did steal the bike. Right. So no harm, no foul. But don't forget, you know, at the end of the day, if the cop was incorrect, you know, we don't want to be on the wrong side of the law either. So long fact pattern. But I can tell you that, you know, you have been in situations like this. I have been in situations like this. So when I saw this, I'm like, you know what? This is really good for my audience. Right. Just to remember some of the ground rules. Right. So to recap and we're going to be done when you're dealing with stolen property and it's contested ownership. I want you to, and you're going to take you're going to pick a side, right? You're going to pick a side that is a fair probability that this is a victim and you know he or she is correct. I believe that property is stolen. Tell me why. What circumstantial evidence do you have that helps prove your case, right? And that's what you should be looking for. If there's not enough circumstantial evidence, you should probably stay neutral and send them to civil court. All right? All right. So I hope it helps. Keep the questions coming. Um, we're going to be doing a lot more of this stuff, pushing a lot more content. Don't forget to go to bluetogold.com for your search and seizure books, your search and seizure training. I'm doing live in person, on demand, live online. All the all the the uh, the formats are there for you guys. All right, all right. Until next time, stay safe and keep doing that great job.